you hear us through your AirPods or see us on your laptop, how about meeting us in real life? Because we're taking Queer Money on the road this summer and fall. Visit QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player to find out when we'll be in your neighborhood. Year after year, we have the same goals, like the same exact goals. Why is that? Well, because of a little bugger called delayed reward discounting. We'll talk more about that soon. But what you need to know now is it basically means the things you truly want usually are too hard to get or take too long to get. So what do we all do? Well, we just Netflix and chill. So how do we achieve those big, huge, once-in-a-lifetime goals? Well, you do as you're doing. You listen to the Queer Money Podcast, episode 291, because today we're starting a three-part series on how to achieve those long-term, short-term, and daily financial planning goals. Just in time for the new year, huh? How fancy and happenstance is that? Exactly. Remember, we make the Queer Money Podcast for you. So if you have money questions, post them in the Queer Money Facebook group. Now, on with the show. There's personal finance for the masses. This is not personal finance for the masses. This is Queer Money. Queer Money is made possible by Capital One. Capital One believes that financial well-being includes your mental, physical, and financial health. Check out CapitalOne.com today. Welcome back to another episode of the Queer Money Podcast. As we mentioned in the outset, we are pretty darn close to the end of the year, right? If you're listening to this episode live or the first week it came out, we only have a couple weeks left in the year, which means lots of people are starting to think about all those things that they said that they wanted to get done this year and haven't gotten done. Or all the things that they would like to get done next year that they'll add to their New Year's resolutions, right? And so that means that there's a lot of folks who are thinking about goals and planning. And we know that when it comes to financial planning, there's really a focus that needs to happen around having those long-term goals, especially the long-term that our financial goals really taken care of, right? But then there's also short-term and daily financial goals that we all have. And that's what we're going to be talking about this week. You know, success in every area of our life isn't just a single monumental one-time event. More often than not, it's usually a series of little events that happen over time. As a matter of fact, there's a Tanzanian proverb that really kind of sums this up really well, and that is, little by little, a little becomes a lot. But the problem that most folks have is that they they run into a brick wall somewhere. And what is that brick wall that pretty much I think everyone has run into at one point or another with regard to a goal? Well, it's delayed reward discounting. And what that means, the textbook definition of that is the inability to reject immediate gratification in favor of a bigger gain down the road. So we perceive something as less valuable the longer it takes for us to achieve it or the harder we have to work for it. So you know, you want to lose 10 pounds. That's not easy to do. It takes a lot of work and it can take some time for some people. So we usually give up before we reach that goal. Saving for retirement to retire at 65 when we're 25 years old, that seems so far away and almost ridiculous to start planning for today. Well, that's the reason why so many people suddenly become 65 and they realize, oh no, I haven't done anything for <laughs> my retirement. What do I do now? Well, the problem that most of us are running into is that delayed reward discounting. Right. Success isn't the result of one-time event. Like we mentioned earlier, it's actually compounding interest 
on the small choices that you make all throughout your life. We've all heard the expression, a 10-year overnight success, right? Well, really, that's kind of an oxymoron that sums up this idea that a lot of times we see somebody who is all of a sudden blown up and become very successful, and we immediately assume it's something that happened to them overnight. But the reality is, is when you look at their backstory, oftentimes there's years that have gone into the small choices that they have made, the small decisions that they've made over that time period that allowed them to reach that point where they could capture that success. So I'm going to share a story with you that you might have heard before, but it lays the foundation for this three-part series on financial planning. So a professor walks into his classroom one day with a jar full of rocks, and he asks his students if the jar is full, and they all say, yes. Then he goes ahead and fills the jar with pebbles, shakes the jar so that everything settles, and asks the class, is the jar full now? They all say, well, yes. Finally, he adds sand to the jar, shakes everything so it settles again, and asks, is the jar full now? And the class gives a resounding yes. He goes on to say, the rocks, pebbles, and sand represent our life, and the rocks represent the most important things in life, such as friends and family. The pebbles represent the slightly less important things in life, such as school or work. And then the sand represents the least important things in life, such as material possessions and social status. So we would argue you could add water to that jar. And for us, the water would represent the temporary material possessions, such as you know your Starbucks latte or the quick casual dinner you grab on the way home from work because it's convenient, but not necessarily cheap. Well, all of this to us is a corollary to our long-term, short-term, and daily financial planning. For us, your rocks for financial planning would be your long-term goals or those goals that take 10 plus years to achieve, such as retirement or paying off your home or paying off your college tuition. Your pebbles would represent your three to 10-year goals, such as starting a business of your own, global travel, or a built saving for a down payment of your home. Your sand would represent your more short-term goals or those that take anywhere from a week to a couple months to achieve, such as having enough money to buy new clothing or shoes or going on a vacation with your friends or family or buying even having a down payment for a new car. And then the water would represent your daily goals, such as going out for your Starbucks latte or going out to dinner with friends and family or even just entertainment in general. And the more that your water can support your sand, can support your pebbles, can support your rocks, the easier it is for you to achieve those long-term lofty goals that's so hard for so many of us to stay focused on and to actually achieve in time. So today we're going to talk about five steps. Then we'll also add 10 steps in the next two weeks that help us cover this idea of the rocks, pebbles, and sand, or your long-term, short-term, and daily financial planning. So let's dive into this very first step. The first step is to pick your queer money goals. Now, queer money goals... Just like the Queer Money podcast is money with a rainbow twist, Queer Money goals are smart goals with a rainbow twist. So when you think about these Queer Money goals, these are those big rocks, right? These, as John mentioned, are things like retirement or paying off your home, paying for your kid's college. So what does Queer money goal means? Well, those letters are an acronym. The Q stands for quantifiable. That means that there's a number behind your goal, something that can be measured. 
The U stands for understandable. That means your goal is easy for you to understand and explain to someone else, and they can understand it. The first E is executable, and that means that it is possible for you. Remember, this is something that you yourself can achieve over the next 10 to 20 years. It's not beyond the realm of possibility. You're like, not going to achieve time travel. <laughs> right. Or going to space. Although I would venture to say that, that there, may, there may be some people who are listening to this podcast who may be able to get to that goal. The second E is exciting. Your goal needs to elicit passion inside of you. You need to be excited and want to achieve this goal. And then R, R stands for relevant. It needs to be a goal that is important to you. This is not trying to achieve something that someone else wants for you or what you think that someone else or other people want you to achieve. It needs to be important for you. Now, that's a very quick recap of what the queer money goals are, or queer goals are. For a better and detailed explanation of that, listen to episode 76, where we talk about how to achieve and set your queer money goals. Step number two of your long-term financial planning is to understand your why. Now, many of you might re remember this particular step from episode 287 of the Queer Money Podcast when we talked about seven quick tips to eliminate debt fast. Well, just as David said in step number one, we have to have a passion. We have something that elicits passion for our particular goal. Well, this is where the passion rests. What is your why? What is the, Why is it you actually want to achieve this particular goal? Without a substantive why, this actually may not be a true goal of yours. And that's a good way to delineate what goals are actually important to you or what are goals that are being imprinted on you from outside sources. Knowing your why, as we said in episode 287, will help you when times get uncomfortable. We're talking about rocks here. It's going to take 10 plus years for you to achieve these long-term financial goals, right? That's not going to be easy. It could be somewhat boring. Knowing your why is going to help you stay on course. So the first two steps are around understanding what your goals are and why they're important to you. The third step is really putting action or starting to build the structure so you can put action behind achieving these goals. So the third step here is to open the necessary accounts that will fund each of these goals, right? So if you're thinking about retirement, of course, you're going to want to have a 401k or 403b or some sort of employer-sponsored retirement plan. For more information, on 401ks and 403bs, go back and listen to episode 166. The other types of maybe retirement accounts you might be thinking of is your personal account, such as a traditional or Roth IRA account. Along with that, you're going to want to make sure that you have that arm's length away emergency savings account, right? That helps protect you in the now so that you can continue to add to these long-term accounts. But then you'll also want dedicated saving accounts to each of these long-term goals, right? So if you're trying to save money for a down payment on a house or a car, you're going to want to have a separate savings account so you don't mix that money with the money that you spend regularly. Now, of course, if you don't have these types of savings accounts, we're going to encourage you once again to look to the sponsor of this podcast or Capital One. Capital One supports the LGBT community all year long with financial education like this podcast, but also remember that they have 
have, it's really easy to open an account online in a few minutes and they have one of the best saving rates available. Exactly. Step number five is to get those robots working for you. <laughs> you want to automate and then all you have to do is monitor to make sure your goals are slowly being achieved over time. So what do we mean by that? Well, what we want you to do is set up your direct deposit from your employer so that the money from your employer is going into your standard checking and savings account and that the appropriate money is being dispersed into your 401k or your 403b, or that money is being automatically directed into that dedicated account so you can pay off your mortgage or you can build that down payment for your, your car. And then what we want you to do is to set up bill pay to pay all of your bills on time and in full. Not only will this help you make sure that you don't miss a bill or are late on a bill, but it'll also help you improve your credit score. And the best way to do that is to create a budget. And the best way to do that is to get the credit card debt slasher toolbox in there, we have a tool called the Send It Before You Spend It Guide, which helps you figure out exactly how to set up that bill pay and make sure you pay all those bills on time in full. And actually, in many cases, paying a little bit early, which is a good thing. Yeah. Then after you've, get a, you've gotten those robots all set up for you, all you need to do is track your progress. Go into your accounts once or twice a month to make sure everything's working the way it needs to, and then adjust accordingly. The year is going to continue to happen and things are going to happen spontaneously or the things that you've not necessarily predicted or planned for in your budget, such as you get a bonus or you get a tax return, you get a great gift from your aunt, uncle, Samantha. <laughs> <laughs> and so where, where do you put that money? Well, you, what you want to do is use those as opportunities to really make leaps and bounds towards these big long-term rock size goals. And so put a good portion, if not all of that money that sort of comes to you in sort of a windfall kind of way towards those big goals for yourself. So we've talked here a lot about in these first four steps about the kind of understanding why and understanding what the goals are and actually taking some action. But what about the psychological aspect of it? Well, that's why we want you to focus on step number five, and that is to socialize your goals. Share your goals with your friends and family, especially your LGBT friends and family, right? Those people that you hang out with regularly. And the reason why you want to do this is not only does it create accountability for you, but your friends are going to ask you, how are your goals going? It may actually inspire them to come in with you to try to achieve some of their own financial goals. One of the important things that we need to do as an LGBT community is we need to normalize this idea of talking about our financial goals, the financial aspects of our lives and our everyday money habits. And that was the purpose of the Queer Money Live tour that we did in 2022. We are looking at doing another one in 20, I'm sorry, in 2019, when we did that tour, we are looking at doing another one in 2022. So let us know either in the comments for this video or message us or email us, let us know which cities you would like us to come to, to do a live event talking about money and the LGBT community. So those are our five steps to create your long-term financial plan. Step number one is to pick your one to three queer money goals. Step number two is to understand why each of those goals are important to you. Then step number three, open the necessary accounts to fund each of those goals. Step four, automate and monitor. And then step five, socialize your money goals with friends and family, especially your LGBTQ friends and family. Now stay tuned for your queer money takeaway from this episode. Make sure to check out more ways that Capital One can help you achieve financial well-being at CapitalOne.com. That's CapitalOne.com. 
Thank you for listening to another episode of the Queer Money Podcast. Here's your Queer Money takeaway from this particular episode. First, get crystal clear on those big rock goals, right? The one to three big goals that you want to achieve in life that are long-term. Then do what Lindsay did on Instagram and post your queer goals somewhere so that you can see them as a reminder. This will help you reverse engineer how to make those goals happen with the five steps that we just laid out for you. Then join us next week when we share the five steps to create your short-term financial plan to get those pebbles in your amazing jar of life. Remember, we make the Queer Money podcast for you. So please post your money questions in the Queer Money Facebook group. We may answer your question in an upcoming episode. Thank you. And we'll see you next week. From Los Angeles, California to Winooski, Vermont, we're taking queer money on the road. Join us as we gamify personal finance with Queer Money Bingo or catch our signature Live Fabulously, Not Fabulously Broke Talk and so much more in between. Check out QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player regularly for date and location updates.